0: drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. thanksgiving
1: was that the holiday that
0: we we had yes we just had thanksgiving
1: it's been so long
0: or for those of you who are not in america i i hope you're able to live through the week of no riverdale (laughs) so this week it's riverdale season two episode seven chapter 20 tales from the dark side the town remains on the edge after a chilling letter from the black hood challenges the town's residents to remain sinless for 48 hours or he'll strike again
1: Let's recap the recap. Mm -hmm. Chuck Clayton is an asshole. Cheryl almost got raped. Penny Peabody wants a favor. FP gives a warning. Archie called the sheriff and Betty's on a rampage.
0: What? Okay, and then we get a Texas Chainsaw Massacre intro. Is that what this is Mm -hmm. from?
1: Okay, I had no reference point for this whatsoever. I
0: knew it was from a horror film. Okay, so prior to this season, RAS, the creator, had said, we're going to do a Halloween episode. And this is the Halloween inspired episode. But we didn't do it near Halloween? I know. It should have come earlier. I think it they could have been have, airing
1: schedules. I could
0: I could see them having anticipated their um the start of their season being earlier, but whatever. It's it's still good and it works. It makes total sense for this show to have a Halloween themed episode.
1: Yeah, it just should've come around Halloween.
0: It should have come at least like two episodes ago.
1: Instead of after Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a little strange. Okay. So we get uh, a little script of like, hey, we're going to tell you three stories of this time that happened. Um, and, what you are
1: about to witness.
0: Yeah, and like, these are the latest chapters. And we open with Pops um, reciting a letter that the Black Hood had uh, nailed to his door of of Pop Steiner, and he's standing there reading it with Sheriff Keller and Mayor McCoy, and then we cut to other people reading it in the newspaper or reciting it to each other. Um, basically, he's saying, I'm going to test the town. you got 48 hours, and I'll be watching closely.
1: Show me that you're pure of heart. If you show me that you're full of mm-hmm. sin, I'll take up the sword again.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then we st- start with Bughead in bed. Hey. Yeah. So Jughead and Betty are in bed, and we get no context. No. So we have no idea what has occurred. Now, we know that Tony has previously slept over. We know they did not have sex. We do not know what has occurred between Betty and Jughead. No. We do know that Betty is wearing Jughead's shirt. (laughs) So they're talking, and Betty says, you know, she thought that she was saving Mr. Phillips. Um, saving his life by having him arrested. Um, you know they're talking back and forth, and Betty's asking, "How did how did the black
1: hood even get into the sheriff's station? Mm-hmm. Unless..."
0: And she starts asking questions, and Jughead sees her and he goes, "What is it, Poirot? <laughs> Very topical."
1: And Betty's just got this thinking look on her mm-hmm. face and going, Nah, it's 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 just too weird." Mm-hmm.
0: We see Jughead's horrible tattoo. It's so bad.
1: I didn't even see it.
0: It's so small. It's, that's on his arm. Oh. That snake has a crown on it.
1: ha 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 ha. Which... What a dorky snake tattoo.
0: It's too fucking small for his arm. It's horrible. It's horrible. Bad
1: job, makeup designers.
0: Yeah. Like, I could understand him wanting to get a smaller one... It, it, It's bad. It's so bad.
1: <laughs> well, uh, in the meantime, he gets a phone call. Jacky
0: gets a phone call. He jumps out of bed, and it's Penny Peabody. And she's like, hey, remember that favor? I'm calling in for it now. And Jacket's like, eh, I don't, I don't And she goes, I'm, I'm hungry. P- Let's meet at Pops. Yep. So we cut straight to Pop. Everything was very, very fast.
1: This episode lightning fast,
0: more than any other got to
1: keep on top of okay, it okay
0: so we cut to pops and penny says hey fp got himself into a little accident with some ghoulies in the shower and he's in the infirmary they
1: kind of messed up his face
0: his pretty face um i guess the ghoulies wanted payback after that thing that happened with the cops
1: with that that north Cider pool mm-hmm.
0: and joke is like what do we do and he's like well you you need money you know rich people they don't sit in jail and he's like well i've got eighteen dollars to my name <laughs> And she goes, well, how about that favor? Why don't we also consider it a job? All you have to do is pick up a crate in Southside and deliver it in Greendale. And Jughead's like, a crate of what? What?" Well, let's call it pancake mix. Mm -hmm. She is talking very, very, very fast.
1: Yeah, because she's a sociopath.
0: Oh, that's very strange. And he
1: is so fucking gullible.
0: He is, Jughead's? He He'd be dumb this episode. He just
1: buys the line right away that his dad got beat up in jail.
0: Yeah. And he's just like, I- I'm not going to be your drug mill. Let's call you my transportation advisor. <laughs> and then we'll take your cut of the job and I'll put it towards maybe getting an early, early release for FP. And, and Jug is just kind of like, okay, okay. And she goes, oh, um, and you, you better hurry. You got to do it by midnight. You don't want to be in Greendale after midnight. And can you get a car? Cause the car's not going to fit on your bike. And she leaves.
1: Cut to title screen. Archie and Chuckhead.
0: Chuckhead approaches Archie at Riverdale. Why are they letting kids just waltz into school? Yeah. He doesn't even go to school there anymore.
1: Also, he's a Southsider. Wouldn't he get like yeah. frisked and detained?
0: And Cheryl and Josie walk right through them and Cheryl says, Out of the way, Bert and Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really need there to be a Joey and Chandler reference.
1: <laughs>
0: it, it needs to happen. And it will be totally appropriate for this show.
1: Which one's Joey and which one's Chandler? Oh, well.
0: Which you have to say?
1: Archie's Joey and Jughead's Chandler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Except Archie's also kind of
0: Ross. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I love Friends. So much. I have those episodes practically memorized. And you can hate Ross all you want. But he is a big part of the glue of that show. Go back. Rewatch.
1: No one agrees with you, unfortunately. Except read, me. I, Except I
0: read an article a couple months ago where someone was talking in defense of Ross. Um... Yeah, that's that's a whole that's a whole other podcast. It is. Okay. Uh Jughead goes to Archie and says, I need your help and you owe me after calling the cops and Archie's. Archie's just like, Archie
1: just dumbheads it in. Okay, whatever you need, what, man. No,
0: he feels bad because Archie knows he fucked up. So Archie's like, whatever, whatever you need, Jug? And Jughead's is like, uh, oh, we need Barry Dad's truck. No questions asked. <laughs> so Walk There's, into a
1: storage unit, they pull open. out this locked crate with chains around it.
0: Well, Archie just kind of looks at it, looks at Jughead. Jughead gives him a look like, yeah, I told you no questions. And they're like, okay, if we both grab it on this side, we'll get it. Archie, for once, didn't wear his fucking Letterman jacket. <laughs> it's like he's learning.
1: Got he a big-ass crate in a truck. Yeah, but he has his, like, track jacket on that's got Riverdale now, colors. His
0: character uniform, skinny jeans, plain t-shirt, and a hoodie. That's what he's, if he is not wearing, oh, and his chucks. If he is not wearing his Letterman jacket, he's wearing a hoodie. Yes. Or but that weird, like, Mr. Rogers style uh, cardigan. That, but,
1: but again, it's a blue hoodie. It's yeah. Riverdale colors.
0: I know, it's Riverdale hoodie, but, but it's not his Letterman jacket. Okay. Okay, like, hold on. It's okay. <laughs> so they're uh, driving, and it's okay, silent. Archie can drive now? When did he learn to drive? Did he get his license? First episode of the season, Archie Andrews did not have his license. He almost killed his dad even more, driving his dad to the hospital. Continuity is a big problem with this show.
1: And or, he still doesn't have a license. It's possible.
0: That's just fucking stupid. (laughs) Two better writers.
1: Where does it end, Jughead? 115 Derby Street in Greendale.
0: Do you know what that is? No. That is one of the famous streets in Salem, Massachusetts. Witchcraft trials. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: No, no I believe you.
0: Also, who lives in Greendale?
1: A witch.
0: Ooh, spooky. <laughs> like all the songs they sing this episode. Hey, it's funny. I like it. Uh, Jughead says, I- I'm just living minute to minute here. And Archie's like, I had this stupid idea, you know. It is gra- a stupid it, idea. It is. It's so Archie. It's it's oh precious. I just wrote,
1: Archie, you big dumb dolt.
0: <laughs> yeah. He goes, uh, I just, after we graduate instead so of going to college, we move to New York, and you be as this writer, and I'd be this musician, and we live in, like, the East Village.
1: Junkhead puts a green line. I don't think the East Village
0: exists anymore, dude. And then Which says, is true. True. And he goes, well, who, where? Where where Betty and Veronica in this scenario? And Archie goes, they're roommates on Park Avenue. <laughs>
1: He's not wrong.
0: Accurate. Uh,
1: I, I... They, they smile. Yeah. He gets it's a joke.
0: Yeah, it is a joke. But he
1: is a big dumb idiot.
0: But then, but then Archie's like, no, seriously, if you keep going this way, you'll end up in jail or, or worse.
1: Worse than jail. Mm-hmm. Blowout tire.
0: no tire. Of course I have no spare. I'll have to call triple (laughs) C. No, you can't do that. I'll call Betty. But uh, I really do like this. Jughead's first thought is let's call Betty. Uh, Boo. Jughead's
1: real twitchy by the way. Yes.
0: Uh, Betty's a mechanic. So that's fair. And Archie's the one who steps up and says, Betty's not an option. You're not dragging her into this. Good job, Archie. Point Archie. Uh, Archie gets good friend points this episode. Uh, says, Slash love points. Shut up. <laughs> okay, you would not believe how many people are so against the love triangle shit. They don't want anything to do with it.
1: It's like they've never read Archie comics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's happening, people.
0: I don't give a fuck what the It's gonna keep say. going
1: around and around.
0: They could be more inventive and more mature about all of it, and that would be fine. What a, uh, who cares? They're also in high school. Anyways, Jughead says, oh, let's call Kevin. He has a truck. And then up
1: drives a spooky pickup spooky truck.
0: A and a big man gets out. Do you know who that man is? No. This is Tony Todd. Candy man.
1: Ah, uh-huh. never seen it.
0: Neither have I, but I know that's who he is.
1: Uh-huh. no, well, now that you say it, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a candy man.
1: Gentleman in a cowboy
0: hat. Yep. Uh, he says, oh, uh, they talk about, oh, we know, we need we need a ride. um, We need to either get a spare. Or I need to get to Greendale. And the guy says, well, I'm going to Greendale, but I only got room for one of you. What's in the crate? Pancake mix. I uh, only got
1: room for one. Jughead says, I'll go.
0: In the crate.
1: We see, thank goodness for credits, his name is McGinty.
0: Farmer McGinty is how he's credited Farmer... on, uh, on IMDb.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Probably going to meet him again later. Mm -hmm. Probably in Sabrina. Because he's from Greendale.
0: That would make sense. We don't know if he's from Greendale, but he was going to Greendale. He's going to Greendale. Um, uh, As they're loading it up.
1: uh, Basically, Jughead makes Archie square. He's like, we're good.
0: We're good. You made it this far. Don't worry about it. And Father McGinty, Farmer McGinty says, don't look under that tarp boy when they're loading stuff in because he's got a tarp. And it looks a little suspicious, and they're not really sure what's under there. And when they get in the car, uh, McGinty says, to her, I thought your friend was Jason Blossom there for a minute.
1: You never know on the road to Greendale.
0: Dale. Riverdale! We cut back to the car, and now we're getting some preachifying on the radio by Reaper and this is devil god's word judgment
1: day and he is the reaper in the black of the hood is the light of god <laughs> they they finally did it guys uh-huh. they kind of went twin peaks and i was so happy
0: yeah he was annoying he was annoying sitting next to you during this this portion it was it's so much fun to do it's, it's okay calm down
1: it's okay. i want there to be a black lodge so bad no a blue lodge a blue lodge we do have the lodges
0: Calm down. No. <laughs> Anyways, uh, McGinty says, you know, Black Hood, you know, is doing God's work. Make, reminds me of the Riverdale Reaper. And then we cut to Archie. And he's, he, triple C. He triple changes C. his tire. He's gotten the tire fixed up and then he sees a deer run by. But it's all bloody and gross.
1: Archie hallucinates a bloody deer. It's
0: like a zombie deer. And uh, it's
1: very bad CGI.
0: It, yeah, it's not good. Uh, and, then, and right next to the Riverdale, Greendale sign. Yeah. Okay, so we're at the gas station. At McGinty and Jughead stop for gas. Um, McGinty goes in to go pay. Jughead's pumping the gas, and he sees, you know, flies or whatever around the tarp. He opens the tarp, and he sees there's a deer that looks suspiciously like the deer, Archie. What? Huh? So, McGinty comes back and like, there's a cafe over there, I'm starving. So, they go in to eat, and he's basically eating what appears to look like raw meat.
1: Yeah, it... What the fuck was that?
0: Yeah, it was gross. And then McGinty says... It might know, just have just been, like, liver. Probably. And he says, you know, I saw you peeked under my, my tarp. And it's like, don't worry, I got my permits, I'm not some psycho.
1: Or a thrill-seeking creepo.
0: So Uh, you know, but this makes me... You know, I'm not... Like, He says something about the Reaper, and so Jackie goes, who was the Reaper? And... McGinty explains, like, there was a nice family who lived at the edge of Fox Forest. A mom, a dad, and two kids, and one day...
1: A good family.
0: A good family, and a man showed up with a shotgun.
1: Room to room while they were all asleep. No survivors.
0: Um, What happened to him? uh, Some say a lynch mob got him in Pickens Park. Some say he hopped train to California. Some say he never left Riverdale.
1: Some say he got to California and started worshipping the devil.
0: Oh. Um, Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's pretty... Who's dead now? That's so weird. It's so weird to be like, the world we live in no longer has Marilyn Manson in it. Not Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Marilyn! Damn. Damn.
1: Oh, good time. You know what?
0: Don't feel bad. (laughs) Uh,
1: ah, good fucking riddance to that asshole.
0: Okay, so Charles Manson doesn't exist in this world anymore. Um, McGinty says, no, there's a cycle to these things. It's killing season in Riverdale, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same man. So McGinty is laying out that he thinks the Riverdale Reaper and the Black Hood are the same person. And well? They could be. There they could There could be a connection. There's
1: also this sort of spiritual successor thing. Hmm. I I only say that, and I know there's
0: a... We'll have to get to it more later.
1: Well, Um, I go with that because of a Twin Peaks thing, and not to be, like, too harpy on it, but it'd be interesting if they went in this direction because part of Twin Peaks was that it wasn't the same killer, but there was a spirit that was no. inhabiting the killer. No, I and get And so that. I, that would be really interesting if they decided to go there with this.
0: Well, here's the thing. We've been to that house in Fox Forest.
1: Yes, we have.
0: That is where Betty was. I get like, we, Oh, get, yeah. Yeah. That's where Betty was, where she opened the box with the, the black fam. hood. Yes. So that's where that definitely occurred. We've also been to Pickens Park. Have that's, we? That's where the kids had to do their community service.
1: Ah. Pickens Park.
0: You're gonna pick up trash at Pickens Park. Okay. Yeah, so we've been both places, so I have a feeling we will be going back.
1: Are we going to California to worship the devil? Mm,
0: maybe on summer break. <laughs> uh,
1: Immediately, the waitress. This is when it got really Twin Peaks vibe for me because the yeah. waitress comes in and slams the check on the on the table.
0: Uh, they they argue back and forth. You know, is like, "I have no money. I gave you my eighteen dollars." I love that
1: McGinty calls him "Good luck, Crown, Crown Boy."
0: boy. Uh, because McGinty says, well, I used that money for gas. And then, you know, she's like, I'm going to call the cops. Both jump up and say, no. Don't do that. In, which is interesting that he jumps and up He's in. like, no, I don't. I don't McGinty wanna, says that. Yeah. Um, and then Archie's like, I got Archie." It.
1: Archie busts in. You go, uh, we haven't seen yet.
0: Mm-hmm. And then.
1: Do you take debit? <laughs>
0: I'll pay. You take debit. That's the stupidest fucking sentence I've ever heard in my life. It's funny. Like it would. It it's such an archy line. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> like it 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 would be. It would almost be better if he goes, you take debit. My pin code is one two three four. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll still never get over. What do you think? I think it's weird. What does Betty think? She thinks it's weird. <laughs> that was the uh,
1: the quintessential Archie line.
0: Yeah, it's great. Uh,
1: so, so anyway, we're we're driving away, and oh oh, the fake '90s synth score—it's mm-hmm. so perfect.
0: The boys show up at a warehouse, and they're loading the crate into the this warehouse room. What and a we,
1: couple of dumb we, dumb boys! We
0: catch a glimpse of what's on the box, and it says, "Do not open." you something university okay that's all i caught i have wasn't able to someone will probably have it screenshotted earlier thank you internet you're you're the best um but yeah no so something university on it and we assume what's in it is drugs that makes the most sense
1: i mean yeah but that means that the drugs are being made at the university in the lab could be could be good to know
0: or those could be um a a component of what needs to be made could be
1: could be equipment sure never know
0: sure we don't know pancake mix (laughs) um and so then we have this woman in a wheelchair being wheeled out with a
1: very very thick eastern european accent
0: yes by a gentleman who looks very strange who looks like both like a bellhop and an assassin at the same time?
1: He looks like an Eastern European guard. This is all very... Oh, uh, where is Sebastian Gorka from? Hungary. It looks very Hungarian.
0: Hungarian. Okay. Very Vitosian. Um, she's like, "Okay, next time, don't be late." So he says, "There, no, next time." That's not what the Snake Charmer not, says. Not what
1: Snake Charmer tells me.
0: Uh, so that the serpents are taking over for the ghoulies. We need a regular delivery boy.
1: Regular deliveries with regular delivery boy.
0: <laughs> Which one of you is Jughead Jones? And Jughead goes, how'd you know my name?
1: Okay, duh.
0: Which then Jughead kind of does that whole fuck.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and then the boys drive away.
1: And they're playing an awesome 60s song. that I don't think I've ever heard before. Mm-hmm. So when I think of you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's very nice, very, mm-hmm. very nice touch to it. Lots of good music this episode.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. Uh, the boys are back at pops, and Jugga says thanks. I I know this violated every strand of your DNA. <laughs> um, and then they kind of talk about the Reaper, and Jugga goes, "What if that's an actual lead? Um, you do you do you want to maybe go to the library tomorrow and and do some research and." Archie, you can tell him, see, he feels bad because he wants to say yes. Because Jughead's reaching out to be his friend. Mm -hmm. This is something that they would have done together beforehand. And Archie says, you know, me and Reggie are taking Moose to physical therapy. And then I have dinner with Ronnie and her parents. And maybe the day after. And Jughead's like, yeah, uh uh-huh. And Archie goes, can't you get out of this? And Jughead says, what part? Um,
1: I I, I can try. I
0: can try. I'm going to try. Um... And she says, "You know, it's almost dawn. Do you do you want me to just take you home?" And Jughead says, "You know what? Visiting hours start at dawn. I'm gonna go see my dad." And he uh, the phone rings. That pops. That pops, and then we cut to Jughead's at jail, sitting there waiting for FP to come up. And FP walks in, but he's his face is kind of obscured. And when he sits down, he picks up the phone. He goes, "What's up? You look like you've seen a ghost." That is an amazing line from Scream. Uttered from by. Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> I was so fucking happy when I heard that. It's amazing! I didn't get it. When we just watched Scream. I know. Just like two months ago. It made my heart so happy. Perfect callback. <laughs> that was his first like, super huge thing.
1: So many horror movie callbacks this episode, they for did sure. did a great job. Um, but, uh, regardless... So, so,
0: basically, F.P. has not been in a fight at all. No,
1: he looks FP fine. fine. He actually looks pretty good. <laughs>
0: so, then we instantly cut back to Jughead is yelling at Penny.
1: What the hell, Penny?
0: Uh, I'm not doing this again, and Penny is up in his face, so like, you have no choice, because, uh, she shows him a video, she had a surveillance of Archie and Jughead delivering the crate, and he's like, what is this, and this is, uh... My insurance policy. Um, if you try to say no, or you oh, raise your, a lot of
1: it, or you raise your voice, voice to me
0: again, again. Uh, I will send this to the sheriff. As um, uh, like, and then you'll go straight to jail, and that would break your dad's heart. And FP and um, Jughead just starts going, "Why?
1: Why me? No," he just says, "Why?" He says, "Why me?" No, I
0: don't think so. He does. Whatever. Uh, And Penny goes, F.P. made a promise that he didn't keep. And so, um, as far as I'm concerned, his debt is yours and I'm just now getting started with you. And then we get panicky Jughead face. Something
1: happened.
0: Okay, I am fully of the opinion that Penny and Alice Cooper are related. Not just because of the way the two actresses look, but because of the way they behave There's so much about them that seems like, y'all are from the same tree.
1: But what in the hell happened between Penny and FP?
0: I don't think it's what happened between Penny and FP. I think it's what happened between FP and Alice. Mmm. I think that's where something happened. I don't necessarily believe that they have a love child. They could. But... I feel like Penny thinks that F.P. betrayed her family and hurt Alice. Or Or is the re- it's probably the reason why Alice isn't a serpent. F.P. probably got her kicked out or exiled or some shit like that.
1: Well, but to get her safe.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Oh, we don't know. Anyways, I really don't buy into the theories that F.P. is really uh, Betty's mom, that Penny is really Betty's mom. Like, I don't, like... I I don't think there's any of that happening. Could, though. It could, but it's not interesting. We've already done the incest storyline. I don't care.
1: Well, no, no, no. It's not interesting in terms of incest. It is interesting if it leads us into a deeper thing with the serpents later on in the series. Yeah. That's where it could become a big deal.
0: Well, okay. So, we know that Alice gave up a baby. A baby boy. That could... Child's father could actually be FP.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we don't know. I mean, we know the, a- the the actor has been cast. He's very, very blonde. Who gives a fuck about that? Um, they can write it whichever way they want. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I really feel like that's what's happening with Penny.
1: There's a lot going on.
0: hmm And we don't know. Yeah,
1: but we don't have too much time to think about it.
0: Because we go straight into Josie's story. Josie, Which is so seriously card. fucked up. This Wait. one, I think of all of them, is the most fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's dark and spooky. It's creepy.
0: Spooky. Okay. Ashley Murphy is her last name.
1: Why? She has a beautiful voice. But is it just me, or were they trying to suggest that this was her song?
0: No. Okay. Because they play the, uh, the actual song know, uh, during the Betty and Veronica. But, like, it...
1: Because she she's suppo- she's going she to re- into the recording studio, and it just felt like they were trying to suggest that this was her song. And I'm like,
0: no, no you know what, Riverdale is fictional, honey.
1: Mm, I don't know. She's
0: gonna go record at Shabby Road, okay?
1: We'll get to that.
0: I know. Okay, so we start with Josie, and she is playing the piano at school, and it's getting late, and she's startled by what appears to. I I'm assuming this is the janitor. But his name is Mr. Svenson. Well, hello, Mr. Svensson. Um, oh, I was about to lock up. He goes, okay, I'll go out the side door. And he goes, okay, just don't don't let Weatherby find out. He'll have my head.
1: Svensson's real creepy.
0: Yes. Svensson yes, has
1: Svensson has green eyes. Svensson has a certain stocky build. I wouldn't
0: say the Black Hood is stocky
1: he's got the same build as the black hood okay
0: okay so josie walks alone in school at night
1: (laughs) i wrote it too (laughs) josie walks alone at night
0: (laughs) Uh, there's creepy noises and then she gets home and she runs into her mom her mom's like oh you're it's late josephine mccoy and she goes "Did did you know apparently they are staying at the five seasons hotel um, she's like, D- I didn't want you walking the streets alone. I am this close to assigning a deputy to you. Pause. Mm-hmm.
1: That was an interesting line.
0: Deputy. Because
1: of our deputy theory.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I still believe that the killer could be deputy. We haven't met you yet.
1: I think killer could be deputy. Maybe we have met you yet. Perhaps. We'll get there.
0: Yes. We'll, we'll get a little bit more of that in a minute.
1: Um, but Josie gets the wonderful line. I'm not,
0: I'm Whitney. not Whitney, not yet,
1: <laughs> not yet. Anyway, I love it.
0: Um, Mayor McCoy is just like, I, I want you in this hotel before dark. Josie's like, yes, ma'am.
1: At least that's a little bit more reasonable. Yeah, it's fair. Mom's freaked out. That's mm-hmm. fair. Okay.
0: Um, we're back at school, and Josie is complaining to Cheryl. She goes, the black hood has us all on edge, and it's making me stressed. And when I get stressed, my vocal cords get messed up, and I lose my voice.
1: My polyps swell.
0: My polyps swells, yes. And I am I am already feeling guilty because I'm going behind the pussycat's um, back, and Cheryl's like, hey, I showed that producer that, that recording of Milkshake. Horrible rendition of Milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Several episodes ago. Um, and he insisted on you, and only you, come get some studio time at, at Shabby, Shabby Road.
1: Okay. Okay. No.
0: <sighs> I've made my peace with the stupid.
1: I try, but you have to put your foot down sometimes. I,
0: I understand.
1: Abbey okay. Road Studios is in England. Okay, but let's, let's... In England.
0: Okay. But look, from a pop culture standpoint, how many recording studios can you name? How many recordings can most people? I know there's the one in, in Seattle. That's all I got.
1: Well, there's Sound City. There's whatever that one was that Dave Grohl did recently.
0: But what's the most famous? Abbey Road.
1: There's Steve Albini's studio in Chicago. Okay,
0: you know things. <laughs> most people do not.
1: No, I get it.
0: Okay, so Josie opens her locker and there's a bear. And Cho goes, another gift from your secret admirer? Man, it's the third one this week. Um, Maybe it's the Black Hood.
1: You know how he loves to leave notes. Mm -hmm.
0: And just when she says that, she does that little tickle up Josie's arm. Uh Uh-huh. It's a little flirtatious. Oh. We'll get to that. Okay. (sighs) Josie's singing in the music room again. And this time, she's interrupted by Chuck. Chuck Clayton um he says i heard that voice and i could not resist i and she's was like, wondering, what, what do you want so i was wondering uh no
1: if <laughs> yeah. not even cheese fries from
0: pops. Pops. i don't date and i certainly don't date chauvinistic misogynistic harassers of women leaves which it's... is fair
1: chuck chuck takes it
0: it's okay um Josie is back with Cheryl. And she come. She's like, Chuck Clayton asked me out on a date. Um, and Cheryl's like, um, no, we have a date with the recording studio. T- maybe today. Uh, uh, no, I can't. Um, I have to go take a steam because my throat is acting up.
1: A eucalyptus steam.
0: That's a really good thing.
1: In a high school locker room.
0: Okay, the steam in the locker room is weird, but a eucalyptus steam. No, it's not weird.
1: that's fine. Yeah, but in a high school, high school locker school. room, <laughs> what the hell guys, I, I understand that it's fake and it's mm-hmm. its own fake little world, but can you at least make it a tiny bit believable? You can make things crazy and still believable.
0: Well, okay. So then Cheryl is all like, but we've got to do this. And Josie goes, I don't know who's more controlling you or my mom. And then Cheryl kind of starts doing the whole, you know, when you saved me from my would-be attacker, you know, that's a debt I will never be able to repay. And... The only thing
1: I can do is make your career blossom. Gross. This is so Heathers.
0: Mm, Oh, very much Heathers, which is a wonderful reference. Good job, honey. I know. You watched Heathers recently, too. (laughs) Yay, podcast plugs. I know. Sorry, we try not to do that too often, but it happens. Our worlds connect.
1: We might do it more often.
0: I try not to be that person. It's okay. Uh, Josie feels kind of bad. She's like, no, 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 it's, it's fine, Cheryl. Uh, then we cut to her coming out of the locker, the steam area, the shower area with the steam in the locker.
1: Suspenseful music, suspenseful music, and it's the Pussycats. <laughs>
0: it's Val and Melody.
1: <laughs> they you're, do a really good job yeah, of like, messing with us with the horror the movie moments. That's
0: right. Uh, you're ditching us. Who did you hear that? We got a note in our locker and that you're going... St- turning into a solo diva interesting you're on your own now
1: you're a sister now you're clawing us in the bat
0: that's some bad writing a but hey of, melody got some lines a
1: lot of pussycat puns here
0: yeah it's it's not good no. and i'm i
1: you're on your own now that pride, is
0: gorgeous but that is not your hair
1: and pride cometh before the fall
0: that is a deadly mm, sounds reference i
1: know what the reference is okay. it's still bad
0: yes the scene was bad it was bad so Josie walks alone at night so again
1: wh-
0: and this time she runs right into chuck and is scared and she goes um could you give me a ride home and he says one stop first like that yeah i just gotta make one stop first and they stop at pops and they're kind of eyeing each other a little bit. And, and she's she goes, like, "Don't give me that look. look." We are not. We are not on a date. And he's just like, "Look, I, I, I have a bad past.
1: I don't don't have a great track record. But I'm going to church with my dad, and I'm going to art, art classes." Class.
0: And she's like, "What?" And he's, "Oh, she's like, oh, so you can Google models?" And he says, "No, I, I want to draw comics or children's books." Or
1: uh, he's like, "I, I, I want to draw."
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and then Pop comes by and says, "Hey, y'all, um." Chuck, it's really nice seeing you at church on Sunday. Maybe you can get this one pointing to Josie. What? Uh, maybe you can get her to come too. And then Pops leaves and she goes, Did you plan that? And Chuck goes, No, I'm good, but I'm not oh, that I good. <laughs> and he's like, Look, I, I, that's when he starts the whole I'm trying to be better. And then a song comes on the radio and he's like, Come on, come dance with me.
1: Sweet Little 16 by Chuck Berry.
0: And they do the twist at Pops and it's very cute. And
1: it's, it's real nice. They're having a nice moment together. And then Josie,
0: Josie, it's, it's McCoy and the sheriff. You know, when you look back at the episodes, you see them together a lot.
1: Whatever do you mean?
0: Uh, Foreshadowing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're a damned fool.
0: And Chuck tries to say, you know, I, I, I was just about to bring her home. She goes, I don't want you to be within 10 feet of my daughter. You? Uh, Yeah.
1: (laughs) So Chuck's getting set up for something here.
0: Yes. Because he he is legit. Every,
1: every sign points to Chuck actually is trying to get better.
0: And, and I do like, okay, so this is definitely something that's going on in our world. Um, I like that they have somebody who, you know, this is something that teenage boys do and they're mean, they're bad towards girls and they had get this bad attitude and he had to suffer some real consequences and now he's
1: trying to make it right he's
0: trying he's he's trying to improve himself and i like that they are trying to show um growth i'm not saying that he should necessarily be forgiven right away there definitely needs to be more of uh, there needs his redemption needs to last longer but we do need to show that People ca- can be assholes for a certain portion of her life, and then grow up and move on. Yes, like they're young, they're stupid and horrible. Now we're not going to talk about the Nicky character because he's a shit. Uh, but Chuck, okay, he's here. I like the idea of okay, let's let's have him suffer real consequences and be redeemed. Yeah. I like I, I like that. Yeah,
1: absolutely cut back to the five seasons
0: Mm-hmm. and Mary McCoy is just going after Josie she's like you're acting out um, I cannot
1: have you acting out there are people here with hate in their hearts which Josie's like eye rolling and smiling mm-hmm. at and then her mom drops the real bombshell
0: like it's gotten so much worse and I'm getting death threats and the most recent one referenced you Josie now
1: that that one shocks kind of Josie's system
0: um, sheriff's, sheriff's just hanging around in the background. And he's like, so I've got to ask you a question, Josie. Have you got any letters or packages? <laughs> anything threatening or unusual? Well,
1: to be fair, no, he's he's leading in because they're saying, you know, they're getting death threats and things like that. Have you gotten anything suspicious? Mm-hmm. That That's a reasonable question for the sheriff to ask. Unlike said, a lot of the stupid things he does. Josie says no. Even though she's lying?
0: Yeah. <sighs> I've
1: worked so hard to get us here.
0: Ugh. Well, yeah, you're a crook. Um,
1: hey, Svenson's mopping up in the background.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're back at school.
1: Looking at everybody.
0: <laughs> um, So, I think that it's Josie and Cheryl. They're walking down the hall. And <laughs> she says, this town is seriously ill. And Josie says, I know. My mother's the mayor.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Cheryl is rubbing her back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cheryl says, you just want to bail in practice. And... Uh, Kind of like, yeah. and, she's,
1: and then snaps around and slams a locker. It's like,
0: I cannot believe you went on a date with Chuck. And Josie says, you know, he's trying to be a better person. And Sheriff goes, well, why didn't you tell the sheriff that he's been low-key stalking you? Cut to the janitor!
1: Svensson! Leering
0: around. Uh, and then we go to the music room and there's a present there. And she opens the box and it's a drawing of Josie. And it says, if I can't have you... No one can. She doesn't
1: open the there's a box and a, a, a rolled up piece of oh, paper. Okay. I didn't the paper that. is the draw. I saw the note. And then Cheryl, of course, gives a line. What's in the box?
0: Ah, seven references. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? Okay, points to Gwyneth Paltrow because she went for Halloween this year as her own head in a box.
1: I have some very, very strong criticism of that woman. But oh, that I Hall- don't like
0: her at all. But that but, Halloween
1: costume wins everything. I
0: respect that a Good job. Along with Josh Brolin going as himself from the Goonies last year. <laughs> Those types of those types of Halloween costumes get you major points.
1: Ex- excellent work. Anyway, she, uh, she, Josie, opens her present and it's a pig heart. Mm-hmm. Gross.
0: Gross.
1: Cut back to out, out of the my way. way,
0: Bert and Ernie. <laughs> they go into the doghouse. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and they confront Chuck and they're like you put a pig's heart in my my in the butt, whatever.
1: Cheryl says if it wasn't. If it wasn't that If the, we didn't
0: know that the black hood was white, you'd be a prime candidate. An old
1: white dude. Svenson perks up at oh. the mention of a pig heart.
0: What's going on? It's like, uh for all we and Cheryl is whispering in Josie's ear, for all we know, he's the one sending all those letters to your mom.
1: Mr. Svensson is here to clean up the trash. And Josie okay. says it is, he's the one.
0: Yeah, it's Svenson drags
1: him off to Weatherby's office and
0: And Chuck is saying No, these are lies. And he's Uh,
1: yelling, you're lying over and over and and over again.
0: Yeah, And I I don't believe Chuck. Yeah. Chuck's getting blamed for something he didn't do. He's getting framed. So then we cut to, uh, we're back at the five seasons with McCoy and Josie and Keller. And Keller saying, you know, I spoke to Chuck. He won't be bothering you at school anymore. Um, But we, you know, I searched his locker. We didn't find any evidence. And McCoy just says, "You know, if Joe, my daughter says it was him, it was him." And he did look more. Josie just uh, has that guilty look on her face. Mm-hmm. So, so she's in.
1: She's in the music room.
0: Josie's singing at school,
1: singing spooky. And
0: then we're behind her, and there's a man with the with the knife in his hand, and it's, and then the, it's black the black hood. hood, and he slits her neck, and then it's also the nightmare, and she wakes up, but she's hyperventilating and screaming, and she cannot talk. Yep. So she's gotten so stressed out that the polyps on her throat, she's her voice is gone. And then we cut to Cheryl, who's got her headphones in and she's listening to the song that Josie has been singing this whole episode, the spooky song, and she's drawing and it's a photo of Cheryl and Josie. And it's in the same style as the letter as the creepy note
1: If I can't have you, you nobody will. Yeah.
0: So, Josie's secret admirer is Cheryl. Okay. And I am of the belief that the Black Hood copycat is Cheryl.
1: What all entails the copycat? Or or should we save this for the after show? No. Okay. What all do you think the copycat is doing?
0: I think he is...
1: She. She. As you are making the accusation, TV genius.
0: I believe she is... Stir in the pot. How? Well, I think she's the one who sent that cryptogram to Betty. Okay. Um, Because I think that would just be something... Like, Cheryl just wants to fuck with people for the sake of messing with them. That's
1: also why she's fucking with Josie.
0: Yes. Well, there's that, but there's almost a romantic attachment. Now, it could just be... Her PTSD and she needs somebody to to attach to because her mom does not give a shit about her. Like, she, she has no relationship with her, really. She's alone. Yeah. So she is, she's very much alone. And Josie helped protect her. Yeah. So that's who she's, like, almost like an imprinting onto Josie. See,
1: what I where I'm getting with this is... Who's making the phone calls? What What specifically is she? The is Cheryl phone call doing? Could
0: actually be Betty. Could actually be the Black Hood. Uh huh. But I think those notes and the letters. I think that's Cheryl. The Josie stocking is one hundred percent Cheryl.
1: Okay. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, and that's why she was pushing so much to say um, to uh, get Chuck out of the picture. She's helped. She's Kind of um, insinuate. I don't think this producer actually cared if it was Josie or the Pussycats. No, Cheryl's I think she's just... she's puppet mastering that thing to get them away so that Josie's all hers.
1: Yeah. She wants to possess her she is friend or whatever. She is
0: definitely mentally ill. Well, yeah. Okay.
1: We know that.
0: Okay. But, like, I wrote, she fucking cray.
1: Yep. We don't have too much time to breathe on that, because now... It's time for Betty and Veronica.
0: No, it's time for Bughead and Betty again. Well, yeah. So we we cut back to and we have the same little what, what's going on, Puro, uh moment again, and the jokehead gets the phone call and he goes out of bed, but this time we focus on Betty and she's wearing the S shirt, and then we get the Betty and
1: Veronica. She can't get this idea out of her head. She's
0: like she's ta- she. You can see her thinking. and yep. We get the Betty and Veronica. Then we cut to school and the girls are walking with Kev and Kev's like, I'm worried about my dad. The town's turning against him. He's not sleeping. He's talking to himself. He's up at all hours of the night. I see him heading out in the middle of the night and he's just a different person. And you can see Betty's brain is working too hard. Uh-huh. Like she's trying, like
1: Veronica's like at, saying the thing. Oh, is everything okay? And and Betty goes like, what is he doing? <laughs> Yeah. Where's he going at night? Like mm-hmm. she's asking the the reporter question. Yeah, she's
0: she's being Nancy Drew, <laughs> uh, Betty Drew. <laughs> That's what we we'll call her now.
1: Betty Drew. Betty
0: Drew. <laughs> we have Dark Betty and Betty Drew. <laughs> um, and so then we cut to B and V at the Blue and Gold office, and they're talking. And Betty's like, "I have a theory about Sheriff Keller."
1: But before that, okay. we also get the the line from Veronica. Poor Kevin. It's like he's a character in a lost Tennessee Williams play.
0: Yeah, that's a good reference. It's a very good reference. Especially for Kevin. I know. I adore Kevin so much. <laughs> uh, okay, so Betty has a theory about your. Sure yeah.
1: Veronica's like, yeah, so do I.
0: He's the black. Hood. He's having an
1: affair. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Keller's wife is away and he's failing at his job. He's looking for some comfort.
1: He's sneaking around. All signs point to cheating. Holy shit, Veronica's the voice of reason.
0: And Betty is basically all of Reddit at this moment. (laughs) But look, but this, but that. Oh my god. There's like, thank God. I, there's no way that Sheriff Keller is the Black Hood. I'm just saying it right now. Especially I mean, not after this episode. Not after this episode. So, if I ever see another post anywhere on the internet that says it, then it's new, I'm going to kill one of you. They
1: totally just pulled all the fan theory stuff and were like, <laughs> so, like,
0: in a previous episode, I said that Kevin Keller was, was acting, was speaking on behalf of all of the internet. In this episode, it's Betty. <laughs> and that's fun because she's, ver- she's a ver- cartoon version of herself.
1: I know, and it Veronica is, so is the full rebuttal.
0: Yes. <laughs> so Veronica says, "Okay, I'm I'm going to help you get to the bottom of this." So she starts walking down the hallway. My
1: intuition says he's cheating, and I'm going to prove it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, she finds Kevin. She goes, "Kevin, you know what? We need a sleepover." And Kevin says, "Ooh, an evening at the Pembroke." And she goes, "Actually, I've never been to your house." And Kevin's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Betty goes to the station to interview Sheriff Keller. She's uh-huh. so fucking stupid. Uh she's asked, she just starts to ask questions. And Sheriff is being very matter of fact. She's like, So how did how did the black hood get in to kill the uh Mr. Phillips? And he's like, It was forced entry. And she shows him pictures. You know, it happened, you know, the de- deputy, the overnight deputy fell asleep. Who the fuck's a deputy? I know you have your theory, but come on. We'll, we'll get there.
1: I do like that he's that she's like. I just doesn't that seem and he's like ballsy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: he takes her to the cell where it happened, and he's like, "We've lifted fingerprints and security footage, and we're doing everything we can to catch this guy." And what kills me is that it happened on my own turf.
1: Okay, so I understand that it seems kind of stupid, but it is, it's important for two reasons. One, we see some hard evidence for the first time. Yes, and two, we see Sheriff. We see the sheriff giving a shit.
0: We see the work behind the facade that he's been putting on. Well, and that and,
1: and he's struggling.
0: Yeah, this sucks.
1: He feels helpless, which again, mm-hmm. I still wonder where the fuck is the FBI? I'm going to ask it every single episode. Damn it. Correct. <laughs> Until the FBI shows up.
0: All right. So we cut to the Keller household and Kevin and Veronica are in his room on the floor, and he is explaining, if you roll a six, you can take over the kingdom of Theodore. So basically, he's explaining, like, this looks to be their version of Settlers of Catan.
1: Kevin Keller plays RPGs, because of course he does! Like he's a big, it. big nerd. I
0: like that it's the kingdom of Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's our son's name, so whenever it shows up, it makes us
1: happy. <laughs> and Veronica's like, yeah... That sounds great. She's
0: like, um... I'm, I need a bevy. I need a bevy. What, what can I get you anything? He goes, um, a glass of milk. Of course it's a glass of milk, you little 12-year-old. <laughs> I really, I really needed his sheets to have, like, trucks on it. I love, like, I needed that. I
1: just love that Kevin Keller, for all intents, is, like, sort of this party guy and kind of a grown-up he's around kept... all the, the high school kids. And then you get in his house and he's a big, dorky 10-year-old. It's hilarious. Oh, it's
0: perfect. I I love uh, it.
1: He's more nerdy than Archie.
0: Or Dilton. I mean, there, I don't know. We haven't seen much more. There needs to be more Dilton. There D- should be.
1: Dilton's. I dwarf. know he's an
0: arms dealer, but come on.
1: We'll, I'm sure we'll get there eventually.
0: Okay, so Betty calls Veronica. What are you doing having a sleepover in the middle of an investigation?
1: And we have a split screen,
0: which is used to great perfection. Adorable. Oh, it's so well done.
1: This isn't an investigation. Like, I am helping a friend deal with his father's infidelities.
0: Otherwise, why else would I leave the comfort of the Pembroke? <laughs> just like, okay, go look at well, the home
1: office. No, Betty's like, are you seriously trying to trying to figure that out? Why else would I leave the comfort of the Pembroke?
0: <laughs> so, Betty says, okay.
1: Can go. you at least add searching for the black evidence of the Black Hood to your list?
0: Or the evidence of an affair.
1: <laughs> and she's like, and so she goes to the office. It's like, well, I don't have any bobby pins, so I can't get in.
0: His basement. Oh yes, I'm sure that's where he keeps his spare hoods.
1: And then she opens, and there's this.
0: She's. oh, no, I'm not going down there. Just do it.
1: Just go search for it.
0: And so she finally is like, okay, fine. She starts going down there. So we hear a lot of grunting coming from downstairs, and it's really bad. It's, it's gross. It sounds like someone's having sex for masturbating. It's bad. <laughs> um, but then we get down there, and Keller is working out, and he is ripped. <laughs> He's very he's very uh, fit.
1: Veronica's like, I was looking for juice. At that point, every single word out of her mouth is dirty to me.
0: Yeah, it sounds like she's trying to seduce him. To it, be so. fair,
1: I don't think anybody in the scene is trying to play it that way. That's I think it's just down. what happened.
0: To Sheriff Keller's credit, he's very like rote. Like he's not engaging.
1: He's <laughs> like, no, I don't
0: know. It's fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, Doesn't just, that
1: get hard another bad line mm-hmm. she goes,
0: I didn't I didn't know you worked out so much Archie Andrews watch your back <laughs> and he says I don't do it for vanity I do it to push myself to the limit uh, for discipline and Bronco mm-hmm. says, um well wow, that must be really hard with miss Mrs. Keller away um, where is she stationed
1: Bahrain naval base there
0: okay so, Mrs. Keller is in the Navy!
1: In Bahrain.
0: So, that's awesome. In the awesome. Middle East.
1: Okay. See? Hey! One line explained everything. Everything
0: we need to know. So, she's not just dead. She's not a mole woman. <laughs> um, as I previously surmised. An um, Indian mole woman? I need to guess. <laughs> she's in a bunker with Reverend Gary. Um, okay, so I think that's awesome, and I really like that they made her oh, a female absent uh, service person so that's cool and Neve Campbell should play Mrs. Keller and I say that because I like the Scream connection from the 90s that would be a good get but I think Neve Campbell is a little too big to have a reoccurring role so I feel like one one or two guest spots would be great
1: how do you cope and then immediately
0: Veronica what are you doing
1: what are you doing down here
0: uh, oh and he's got his glass of milk <laughs> So then we cut to Kevin is asleep on the floor, and Veronica is sleeping with a with a with a mask
1: because of course is. in his she bed,
0: is. which I think it's very nice that he slept on the floor.
1: He's a gentleman.
0: It's a, spe- it's, a ni- it's a being a nice host.
1: But the Sheriff is going for a drive in the middle of the night.
0: Yeah, Veronica gets up with a hat on. She hears him and she sees him leave. So the next day at pop, she's telling Betty, and Betty's like, "Look." <laughs> she goes, they found a jingle jingle addict dead on the tracks. Yeah, he was hit and killed this by a train. says
1: it was hit and killed by a train. Because he, he was, was pushed, pushed in front of it by the sheriff who's the black hood. Uh
0: yeah. And she's like, how else do you explain why all the locked doors? Because he's a private person. And I like that Veronica says, Betty, we need to distinguish between wanting a solution and having one.
1: <laughs> Betty's like, nah. <laughs> Betty's
0: Betty will not be deterred (laughs) No So the next day uh, Betty is snooping
1: Betty Drew is poking around Betty
0: Drew is poking around
1: Waits for the sheriff to drive off in his patrol car
0: And then she comes out of the bushes And she finds the spare key to the house And she goes in And then she goes to the office and it's locked By
1: the way, Spooky is playing Because Spooky little girl like you Yeah
0: the song that Josie was covering previously.
1: Because Betty is a spooky little girl.
0: That's true. So <laughs> Josie was singing a spooky boy. Oh, well. So whatever. Um, Betty removes a bobby pin from her hair, from her ponytail.
1: Because of course she does.
0: And she's able to unlock the office and she sees the black hood board. She goes through the desk and she finds a hood. And He's, got a, he's comes, got a murder board. <laughs> he's got a murder board. And Keller comes in and is like, Betty, what are you doing?
1: He's not even mad. He's just like, what are you doing here?
0: He's known her a long time. This I is, know. This is a new behavior from her. He <laughs> knows her mother.
1: <laughs> uh, so
0: then we cut to what looks like, I guess they're at the sheriff's station. Yep. And Tom is there, uh, but he's dad. How? How? Where did, Tom, Tom is, is the, the sheriff. sheriff? That's what I got. Someone said Tom, and then
1: Hal Hal says, Tom, thanks for calling me to come here and get her. And I don't know where she got this idea that you're the Black Hood.
0: (laughs) And Keller offers up his logbook, and he's like, You know, when Fred was shot, I was processing a perp here. When Moose and Midge were shot, I was patrolling downtown. When Mrs. Grundy was killed, I was here at the station Uh, on the graveyard shift
1: and he he like sort of just nonchalantly is like no she saw my board and the evidence and saw the black saw the hood i took from archie's locker which um betty's like wait huh because she doesn't know what's going on with archie
0: he's conceding the fact that she wants to help um and what what's really heartbreaking and sweet he goes i'm not gonna tell kevin because you've (laughs) been
1: a really good friend
0: (laughs) and this would break his heart that's, oh, that breaks my heart. It's so sweet. And it's kind of like, okay, everybody has to apologize for being mean to him a little bit. He's a good dad.
1: And Betty's just like.
0: He's a shitty sheriff, but he is a really good dad. Well. He is
1: a good dad. Make that decision later. No, anyway, good. Betty kind of looks resigned. I was like, okay. Mm. She realizes I might have gone a bit too far with this one.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> Capers are one thing but (laughs) she's not deterred
0: she is going to follow keller
1: i'm in and she's like i I know you don't believe me v but i just i've got to figure this out and she's like all right fine i'm in it but only for kevin's sake and to keep you in check
0: Check. so uh at night they're waiting for keller to leave his house and uh they start following him and betty is just freaking crazy where
1: oh where are you headed at night sheriff keller
0: to a motel.
1: Betty tells the sheriff at night. <laughs> and she
0: sees him park, and she's like, "Oh, I've got to see this." So she gets out of the car, and they start to kind of follow and walk along the motel. Well, he
1: pulls out a bag, and she goes, "That must be his kill kit." That could
0: be his kill kit. That's when his she next- went. Yeah, she that's went when she crazy. went crazy. F-
1: well, no, she went full Alice. She yeah. went Alice Cooper.
0: His next victim could be waiting inside.
1: And and Veronica's like, "Should we call the cops?" He is the cops. And Betty just jumps out.
0: Betty, <laughs> yeah,
1: and finally she gets out of the car,
0: and they walk along, and they kind of hide behind this little these bushes.
1: He knocks on a hotel door,
0: and out walks Mary McCoy in some lingerie, and they start making out, and he goes in the room. Mayor, Kevin uh, Keller's having an affair. Keller's having an affair with Mary McCoy. She's the worst.
1: And Veronica and Betty are like, ooh,
0: <laughs> So we're back at pops, and
1: I'm in shock
0: shock, and... Veronica's
1: like, my intuition, my woman's intuition told me it was an affair, but Mayor McCoy?
0: And Betty says, uh, wow, the list of sinners keeps expanding. Uh, Veronica says, oh, look, it's the boy. Should we ask them to join? Oh, on second thought, it looks like they're having a broment. An
1: intense (laughs) broment. I like that. (laughs) That That's great.
0: Uh, And then... Betty's just like... We have to tell Kevin... And Veronica's like, no, this is a secret we keep for Kevin's sake. And we gotta let
1: Kevin think his dad is still a good guy.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we cut around the other side of the girls to Cheryl and Josie are in a booth, and Cheryl's saying, "Drink your tea, Josie," because Josie clear has she can't uh, talk. She, she not, has does blah. Josie has no voice. Nope. And it's uh, then we cut back to the boys. And they rehave their conversations. It's practically gone. Do you, Don, do you want a ride? The phone rings. Uh, I'm my dad. And then the phone rings again at Pops. And Pops picks it up. And then he steps out in the middle of the diner and says that was him on the phone. We failed his test. We're all sinners. And the reckoning is upon us. Mm-hmm. Riverdale.
1: You know, I'm going to wait to hold my theories about this deputy thing until we watch this next preview.
0: Yeah, I think... We need a,
1: we need a little preview before we start diving into some theories here, but I've got some from this episode.
0: Yeah, so do I. I have a few. What's uh, fun is
1: it was very tangential to any of the real plot line, but it still worked. We move we move some pieces in some interesting directions.
0: I like that they they. Got rid of the whole Sheriff Keller thing. I'm glad that we don't have to talk about that anymore.
1: We wrote off some characters. Yes, we wrote off Chuck as well.
0: Yes, and and uh, we've also basically revealed that Cheryl is the copycat stalker person
1: if there is a copycat stalker person well
0: i say copycat because that is what sheriff keller suggested
1: no i and and i i agree with that however i would also i i could also see that cheryl's not in any way involved with the black hood stuff and she's just manipulating people on the other side of things Mm -hmm. so um because we still have to hold out that idea that there may be multiple people involved in the black hood
0: yes and and i I might speak to that when we get to...
1: But for now, we got to watch the preview for next week before I think I can make any decisions. So, for everybody who doesn't want to get spoiled, cut out now. Rate us on iTunes. Give us some love.
0: And we'll see you next week.
1: Yeah. Hashtag
0: go Bulldogs. I think some shit's gonna happen. Okay. Uh, so uh, Archie's gonna tell Veronica that he loves her, and she's not gonna say it back, and she's not gonna be willing to. Hmm. That's gonna be that's gonna be what drives the big wedge between them.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Your TV geniusness is coming through, apparently.
0: Well, I mean, I haven't updated my predictions, but we're still still. We have still we have twenty two episodes, and this is only gonna be episode eight, so we still have so far to go.
1: Oh my gosh, I can't I it I'm sort of I'm still a little concerned that we're gonna have too many episodes for not enough story.
0: Well, we're getting in this weird place that okay, so they keep republishing what their release schedule is gonna be for this season, and that does affect the pacing of a show. Yes. Um, you know, some shows have just gone with, we don't give a fuck how you air it because everyone's only going to watch it, um, binging anyway. So we're just going to tell the story the way we want to. And there's been varying degrees of that success. So I'm a little concerned at where they're going to cut this season before their, their mid season finale. And then we may still be back heavy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've got, uh, FP's getting out of jail.
1: That's kind of a big deal. That's
0: a big deal. And he's going to be working at Pop's. Cheryl's going to be a bitch. That's not new. To him. <laughs> to him. Um, well, she's... Okay, Cheryl's allowed to still be mad at FP for the part he played in her brother's murder. Or the cover-up, rather. Mm. She gets to not like him, but she doesn't get to be a, a horrible human being. But, but she, she is a horrible is human, a
1: horrible. Yeah, human no, being. No, she is one.
0: She shouldn't be, but she is.
1: There's going to be some sexy times.
0: Yeah, Archie and uh, Veronica are gonna get down.
1: Maybe They're... Jughead and
0: Betty might. I don't know.
1: There's a little there's a little tease to that.
0: There's a tease to Betty being more provocative, but we don't know what that means. True. Because we don't know what context that is. Um SP and Alice are gonna sit down and have a conversation.
1: Thank God.
0: So we're gonna find out some shit.
1: That needs to happen. Oh, I agree. End the lies.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> then why do we have a show? Wow. Um, and then there are two things that show up in this preview that are a little odd. Okay. There's one shot of a man with a shotgun. Uh huh. Which I believe is the flashback to the Reaper. Okay. And then there's a man, a shot of a gentleman over a desk that appears to be the janitor. Uh huh. Benson, Okay. So I think we're going, we're going to get more reveal next week. Yeah. Of uh, at least how the Reaper and the Black Hood are connected. Yeah.
1: You ready for me? I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready with it now. Now okay. that you say that.
0: Okay. You you give me your theory based on what you've learned this week.
1: Svenson's the Black Hood.
0: Okay.
1: He's got green eyes. He's got the same damn build. Mm-hmm. He's leering around the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the theory is, we say the overnight deputy fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Overnight deputy didn't fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Small town. Lots of regular people with day jobs get deputized.
0: True.
1: Svensson is the janitor by day. He's the deputy, deputy at night. night.
0: That all makes sense to me. Svensson. And could still be, it could still be keeping with my deputy we haven't met yet theory because we don't know that he's a deputy. Exactly. For sure.
1: Also, Svenson's one of the kids from the Fox House, from the Fox Forest House.
0: My thing is that I know McGinty said that no one survived. Right. I don't think that's necessarily true. Exactly. And I think he, if he's not the Black Hood, he is the sole survivor of the Riverdale Reaper, or both. Well, he could be both.
1: My thing is, he was—he's one of the kids who was traumatized by the Reaper,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and now he's taking his revenge. Yes. There it is.
0: No, that's that all makes sense to me. I agree. Lock it down. Yeah. Like I, I, and here's the thing: is Fenson is not the Black Hood. He could be working with the Black Hood, but he is, I 100% believe that Svensson is the survivor of the Reaper.
1: Something's up with the I don't
0: care if he's the Black Hood or not. He's the survivor of the, because I could see them trying to pull us to focus on him to be like, oh, it's him, it's him. I was like, no, he, but he's the survivor. He's going to lead them to the guy. Could be. Whatever. And that's fine too. I'm okay with that, but I am I will 100% say that Svensson is a, is the survivor of the the reaper. Could be. It makes the most sense to me.
1: There's just there's too much logic there, too much pointing to it, and too much good lord, you've got to tell us who this stupid guy is now.
0: I almost don't care about that cuz I just want to know what the fuck happened between Alice and FP. That's more important to me.
1: It's more important long term.
0: Yes. Because it's also going to affect Betty and Jughead, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. What if, what if it affects them in a really weird way?
0: No more incest.
1: <laughs>
0: Come on, they already, they, they already played with that type of storyline on Gossip Girl too. Come on.
1: Um, there's plenty of other shows they've done it one, too.
0: Okay, oh my god, you know what I learned this week?
1: What did you learn this week?
0: Macion Amick was on Gilmore Girls. She was? She plays Sherry. Christopher's wife lady. Yep. Mother of his other baby. Nope. Yep. Now I, I think about it. I completely didn't even
1: realize it. She's been in like everything.
0: I know.
1: Funny enough, ever since Twin Peaks, by the way. That, oh, I know. that launched her, but yeah, no, weird.
0: No, I know. I just, I didn't realize it until this week and I was like, holy shit.
1: Oh yeah. No.
0: Sorry. It made me happy. Now that you mention it, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. She was in that. I mean, I only recently saw her in um, Gilmore Girl or not Gilmore Girls. Um, What's that show I was watching recently? Gossip Girl. Ah. Yeah. I forgot that she was on that for a couple of episodes too. Having incest.
1: <laughs>
0: and sleeping with young boys.
1: I don't think that happens with Alice here.
0: No, <laughs> she's having super dirty sex with Hal. I still need that scene. <laughs> it would explain so much. <laughs> uh, okay, wow.
1: that's about it, though, right?
0: Yeah. That'd right be- now,
1: right now, I just want—I want us to get past this black hood storyline. Mm-hmm. But I'm also—I hope they can do with it. Again, I—it's—it's it's not to write back to this. It's more to be like this would be really cool if they went this way.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that?
1: They do with it what happened with Twin Peaks, which mm. is you find out about the murderer. Yeah. But that transitions into a much deeper darkness yes. inside of Riverdale.
0: Well, that is gotta be the the mid season finale hanger. That's that has to set us up because what what the schedule looks like now is that we have two more episodes before our mid season before um, we go on hiatus for right. a little bit. Um So we have all this happening next week, and I think next week would be a really great time for us to, for the audience, next week, the audience needs to know who the killer is.
1: It could be that, or next week is going to be real suspenseful, it's going to be on the edge, and then there's also going to be a ton of character stuff going on, setting us up for a knock-it-out-the-park mid-season finale.
0: Yeah, they need it.
1: They could be doing that. Which I'd be okay with. That seems like where they're headed with this. I hope so. We're going to do a lot of, a little bit of what they did this episode, though this was, this definitely had that Halloween episode. We're going to tell you three spooky stories, Phil.
0: This was good. This was a good, this was a good episode. But
1: next week is lots of character moving, lots of getting people in the right spot. So when we hit this finale, everybody's in the right place to where we need them to go next.
0: Yeah. Well, and to sustain people's excitement for the next five weeks, because from what it looks like now, December 13th is our last episode nine. And then we get uh, we don't come back till January 17th. That's what it looks like now. They keep changing it. Like every everything that keeps track of that. I've been looking at them all and they keep changing. Because we want to do a mid-season wrap-up for y'all. and so We're, we're going to do our schedule. And we're going to. We're going to get our jingle jangle and we're going to do our lady juice. And we're going to have a good time like we did with season one. <laughs> Which, you know, we, we enjoyed that. So, yeah. So, we're going to do that for y'all. But
1: Regardless, we got an episode next week. Yes. We know that.
0: We, know. we got two more episodes. We have two more. This season.
1: Whatever. We know what we have next week. And next week, stuff's going to happen.
0: I'm just really excited about this FP stuff.
1: Hell yeah! He's so fucking hot. He's
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's> so hot. <laughs> I just, I love it. it it's thing is so hot. Uh, huh. All
1: right,
0: we'll see y'all next week, guys.
1: Hashtag go Bulldogs.
0: Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at Macintosh and at gmail.com. We hear a lot of grunting.
1: Mm. And it
0: literally sounds like someone's having sex or masturbating. Mm. That's what it sounds mm. like. Okay, you don't need to make those <laughs> sound effects. That is creepy and wrong. Why are you doing that? Nobody wants to hear that! The sound. Now I do. <laughs> I know That's your punishment for being creepy and gross. No one will ever hear this.
1: Uh, roll it back.